everyone, I hope you are all doing well. Today I'm going to be talking about the harrowing information that's recently been released by FKA Twigs with regards to her incredibly abusive relationship with now ex-boyfriend Shia LaBeouf. And take this as your warning because the rest of the episode is predominantly going to be about physical and psychological abuse. If this isn't what you're here for, please stop listening. Right, so... I've only watched and read snippets of what FKA Twigs recounts in her relationship with Shia LaBeouf, as well as reading his response statements, something of which I will go into a little bit later. Um, But for the majority of this episode, I'm going to be reading over the L interview with FKA Twigs, and it'll be my first time properly reading into the full story, so we'll get to go through that together. Now, Shia LaBeouf, he has always been a person of whom I've had a moderate interest in. Eccentric is probably an understatement, but I've always appreciated him for it. Could you class him as another child actor that's went off the rails later in life? Probably. I mean, the stardom that's come off the back of Even Stevens, along with the addressed abusive relationship with his father, has obviously had a damaging effect on him and his ways. And he's very much into his eccentric arts, such as the Just Do It viral video, the I'm Not Famous Anymore bag over his head situation, the thing where he was riding up and down in a lift for 24 hours. When he actually came to Liverpool to do the ring him up, call him up thing, I went to see him in person and I thought it was pretty cool. But, and that is a big but, the fact that his performance art is typically uniquely niche and it grabs the attention of a lot of people and it's incredibly creative and effective does not discount the fact he clearly is a fucking horrible, horrible human being. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to read through snippets of the L article. So let me just pull that up. As mentioned just before, this has been my first time reading through the full interview, so we get to do that together. Now, the L article is titled, It's a Miracle I Came Out Alive. And then the tagline is, FKA Twigs opens up about her abusive relationship with Shia LaBeouf. And let me just start off by saying this girl is fucking beautiful. Like, I'm pretty sure she's been in a relationship with Robert Pattinson before as well. Lucky cow. Anyway, it starts off by saying... The singer has spent the last hour painfully recounting the abuse that she endured for nearly a year at the hands of her former boyfriend and Honey Boy co-star Shia LaBeouf. The emotional, verbal and physical violence that Twigs experienced during the course of their abusive relationship came to a head over Valentine's Day weekend in 2019 after she and LaBeouf travelled to a hotel spa. The details of that fateful night are outlined in a shocking civil lawsuit that she filed against the actor in December of last year. After drifting off to sleep in the hotel, she woke up to find LaBeouf on top of her, violently squeezing her arms, and he put his hand around her neck and began to strangle her, and as he was doing this, he whispered, "'If you don't stop, you're going to lose me.'" The next morning, she says that the abuse continued when LaBeouf threw her to the ground outside of the hotel and once they got inside of the car and headed back to his house in LA, she said that the actor began driving manically and he, as he was doing this, he was basically demanding that she professes his, her love for him. Couldn't get my words out then. And basically, he, as he was going to his LA home, he was swerving in and out of traffic and apparently all the cars were beeping around them. And she says to quote, I was thinking to myself, I wonder what would happen to my body if we smashed into a wall at 80 miles per hour. 
I was looking for the airbag and I couldn't see the airbag sign. So I was thinking, if he doesn't have an airbag, will this car crush my sternum? I was thinking, if I crouch like that and the front of the car crashes into my head, will it snap my neck? Do I jump out of the car at 80 miles an hour? She questioned. To continue from the article, it says that LaBeouf eventually pulled over at a gas station and Twiggs attempted to remove her bags to escape, but the actor slammed her up against the car and tried to choke her again. Screaming in her face, he forced her back into the car. The interviewer goes on to ask her how she thinks she narrowly survived this abusive relationship, to which she responds, and quote, I think it's just luck. I honestly wish I could say that I found some strength and that I saw the light. I wish I could say that it's a testament to my strong character or it's the way my mother raised me. It's none of that. It's just pure luck and I'm not in that situation anymore. And quote. And it goes on to say at the time of her relationship that she had a very successful career, something of which that she still does, a home that she could fly back to, financial security. And yet she was still obviously very involved in this incredibly toxic and abusive relationship. So she goes on to say that people wouldn't think it had happened to a woman like me. And the biggest misconception is, well, you're smart. If it was that bad, why didn't you leave? To which her response is, it can happen to anyone. And when the lockdown began, she realized how many women were potentially stuck inside with their abusers. And she got very anxious because it made her realize that she needed to come forward to talk about her experience, which is just amazing because hearing someone who is so like involved within the media and is a strong celebrity character someone of whom you would probably presume has a very healthy happy relationship for some bizarre reason that is our like misconception with celebrities to see someone with that stature coming out against abuse it really really would resonate with a woman who was going through similar circumstances so massive hats off to her for that Okay, so it goes on to talk about how they both met. So it says Twigs and LaBeouf first met in the summer of 2018 on the set of Honey Boy. Um, Honey Boy is a film all about Shia LaBeouf and the way he was raised and his relationship with his father. He wrote it himself when he was in rehab, if I remember correctly. Throughout the course of her relationship with LaBeouf, Twiggs was well aware of his legal woes and like many victims, was sensitive to his recovery. This was partially when she originally tried to settle matters privately with LaBeouf because what she actually done, rather than coming out like full-blown like this article that I'm reading and letting the public know and let everyone know, she actually went to him privately first and asked for three things and this was without any media attention. So again, it just goes to show how she wants to handle things in a really sensible professional manner without turning it into the big media frenzy that it is now although it's a double-edged sword because this is just raising awareness and it is going to help other women going through certain or similar circumstances should I say so she went to him privately and asked for three things those three things were one seek meaningful and consistent professional help to address his issues around abuse Two, to donate money to an abused women's shelter. And three, admit that he had given Twigs an STD and to promise transparency around his sexual health status to future sexual partners. 
But negotiations originally stalled with both legal parties' legal teams claiming that the other person was to blame. Several months later, Twiggs went public with the lawsuit because he obviously didn't want to do things behind closed doors and was being extremely problematic, it seems. And once everything came out to the wider public and all the articles grabbed a hold of it and all these interviews came out with FKA Twigs, her audience then began to be really open and honest and started to share their own stories of survival and thanked Twigs for her honesty. And this prompted Sia, in a stunning twist, the article says, um, to tweet about her own first-hand experience with LaBeouf because she cast him in the Elastic Heart music video that she produced back in 2015. Sia apparently put a post out saying, I believe he's very sick and I have compassion for both him and his victims, and quote. Another example um, came to light via Olivia Wilde on Instagram as she wrote, Love, respect and support for FKA Twigs. And weeks later, apparently reports surfaced that Olivia Wilde had fired LaBeouf from her film Don't Worry Darling, replacing him with Harry Styles because apparently he displayed poor behaviour and his style clashed with the cast and crew, including Olivia Wilde, who ultimately basically told him to fuck off and fired him, which is amazing. And Honey Boys director Alma Harrell, sorry if I've butchered that, Um, She issued her own statement saying, I have a deep respect for FKA Twigs, specifically her courage and resilience. And now with this lawsuit, LaBeouf responded to that initial lawsuit that was filed against him, providing a statement to the New York Times saying, and quote, I'm not in any position to tell anyone how my behaviour made them feel. I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalisations. I have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting people that are closest to me. I'm ashamed of that history and I am sorry to those that I hurt. There is nothing else I can really say, end quote. The article goes on to say that when LaBeouf was approached by Elle in early January this year for a comment, LaBeouf was not available. One week later, just as this issue that I'm reading from was about to go to press, LaBeouf's lawyer filed a case management statement saying he is willing to participate in the mediation. Now, Twigs hopes that coming forward with her horrible harrowing story that she's able to end this cult of silence surrounding intimate partner violence, which is IPV. And as statistics show, his story is painfully relatable. Millions of women will experience IPV, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. And approximately half of these will experience psychological aggression, a third physical violence, and more than a quarter sexual violence. And a September 2020 meta-analysis in the American Journal of Public Health noted that 37.5% of trans individuals experience physical violence 25% sexual violence. Twig says, when I look at what happens with LaBeouf, I think now that the most frustrating thing is a lot of the tactics the abuser will use are things that if I would have known, I could have spotted in the first month of my relationship, end quote. So IPV includes both physical and sexual violence as well as stalking and psychological aggression. It's often codified as physical trauma with both the larger social imagination and the criminal justice system. So much so that the deeper, more sinister layers of abuse go undetected and reported. 
a psychotherapist called Shauna Moore Reynolds, EDD, founder and executive director of SMR Counseling Services, explains that society tends to fixate on the physical marks of abuse, so the bumps, the bruises, the scars, and that it's not uncommon for victims to reason, at least he didn't put his hands on me, or at least he didn't shoot me, or at least he didn't throw me down the stairs, that type of thing. Perpetrators of domestic abuse employ an arsenal of subtle and not so subtle techniques to disarm their victims. Apparently shortly after they met on the set of Honey Boy, apparently he was professing that he loved her and this is literally like I'm talking a week or two into the relationship and apparently he always jumped over her fence in her London home to leave love notes and flowers for her. And she goes on to say that when they hit a rough spot later in the relationship, the actor went overboard in his attempts to try and win her back. And she goes on to say, and quote, he would send me between 10 and 20 bunch of flowers a day for 10 days. Every time I'd sit down to work or to watch something, the doorbell would ring and it'd be another three bunches of flowers. On each tag, each time it would say, more love, more love, more love. In hindsight, she says... It was a bit too much. It felt uncomfortable. I look back now and it feels like really aggressive love, end quote. So unbeknownst to her, LaBeouf was carefully constructing a cycle of attachment. So this is where LaBeouf would place twigs on a pedestal only to eventually knock her down. So for a time, it worked. And when he asked twigs to relocate with him back to LA in October 2018, she actually agreed She goes on to say, and quote, after I moved into his house, that's when the abuse really escalated. I realised then I wasn't just dealing with a tortured person who was going through divorce or that the outside factors of his life were making him act out on me. I was involved with an inherently abusive person, end quote. Now, this next bit is actually, it's really difficult to try and imagine. It's really hard to read. Um... It goes on to say that the manipulation, it was varied and it started off with LaBeouf demanding that Twigs kiss and touch him a certain number of times a day. If you really love me, he would say, you would do this. If she fell short of the quota, he would verbally attack her for hours, often deep into the night, preventing her from sleeping. In fact, she believes that distributing her sleep was kind of a psychological warfare that the actor deliberately waged on her and he would routinely wake her up around four o'clock in the morning with various accusations um, to quote, I know that you're masturbating, he would say, and to quote, you're lying next to me, you're disgusting, you're a vile woman, I'm breaking up with you, end quote. Other evenings, he would jolt her out of her sleep and accuse her of staring at the ceiling, plotting how that she was going to leave him. He then demanded that she needed to sleep naked, regardless of the temperature and of her comfort level as well. To quote Twigs, he would say that I was holding my body away from him. He would then compare me to his ex and say, she would never do that, end quote. Before they'd go to bed, apparently he'd force her to watch gruesome true crime documentaries about women being violently murdered, bludgeoned, dismembered or raped. She goes on to say, I would say to him, I really don't want to watch stuff like this before I go to bed. I'm sensitive. It affects me, she recalls. It was so dark and I was just like, I can't be totally immersed in this all the time. I was very intimidated living with him. She goes on to say that he had a gun next to his bed and that he was incredibly erratic and that she'd never know what was going to make him angry with her. 
and the gun entered the share bedroom in November 2018 and in the lawsuit she goes on to say that she was scared to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom just in case that he might accidentally shoot her mistaken her for an intruder and at one point she sent a picture of it to her manager and she goes on to say I thought to myself if he shoots me and then there is some sort of investigation they'll put the pieces together I need to start leaving little clues and quote Equally disturbing, LaBeouf would shamelessly brag about shooting stray dogs and he said that it helped him get into character as a gun-toting henchman for the role in 2020's Tax Collector and apparently that film massively bombed so I'm very happy to hear that and I think he got like a big, didn't he get a big chess piece tattoo or something like that? Like I hope that's going to be a big reminder of how fucking shit the film was and how much of a shitty person he is. So apparently he said with regards to shooting the dogs, he said, I need to take my art seriously. You're not supporting me and my art. This is what I do. It's different from singing. I don't just get up on a stage and do a few moves. I'm in the character, end quote. So obviously this is going to make her feel awful because he is now coming after her line of work. Now she did try and reach out to friends, but as she was reaching out to them to let them know of the situation, she'd quickly retract what she said because I guess she just didn't want to look like, I don't know, she, I, th- I think it must have just been out of fear, one would presume. But in doing so, her erratic behaviour alienated uh, from her friends and family, both in LA and in London, and she couldn't bring herself to tell them what was going on in her personal life, which only compounded her to self-isolation. If you're not going to talk to your friends or your family about what you're going through, then no one is going to regulate your emotions or affirm how you're feeling. There's no one to tell you that you're in a dangerous situation, to quote Twigs. Besides, if Twigs did communicate with her friends, LaBeouf would often be very jealous, apparently. Again, to quote Twigs, one time he heard me laughing on FaceTime with my friends. He came in and had a massive argument with me because he said that he doesn't want me to laugh like that. So I had to hide laughing with my friends. He made me feel like I wasn't allowed joy, basically. That's what it boils down to. I wasn't allowed joy unless it was directly revolved around him. The article goes on to say what also never lost on Twigs was the way in which race and ethnicity compounded the abuse that was being inflicted on her. So this is the part where she goes on and recalls a trip in which she took LaBeouf to Jamaica. So this is where she's from and it's where her grandparents live and she always goes there, specifically the resort of which that both of them went to. And she's always been friendly with the staff that work there because she knows them. So she goes on to say that one day after returning from a jog around the property, LaBeouf accused her of having sex with one of the waiters He had apparently seen her flip her hair at one of them and she said to him, you don't understand, I'm Jamaican, these are my people, I've been here many times before, I'm just trying to be nice, end quote. But he wasn't convinced and he twisted the politeness into betrayal and he told Twigs that if she really loved him, she would avoid eye contact when ordering from the mail servers at the resort. Again, to quote Twigs, now I realise that this is how an abuser tests your boundaries if he can get me to do that, how far can it go? End quote. By the time the couple travelled to Sundance to promote Honey Boy in January 2019, she said that she felt like a shell of her former self. She said that she felt like she couldn't speak to anyone about the abuse. 
The focus, she says, was on the success of the film. I'm not here to throw people under the bus, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that there were people that were very close to him that knew exactly what was going on. So Sundance took place at the end of January and Valentine's Day obviously happened in February and this prompted the singer to finally seek help. And in doing so, she started to plot how she was going to escape the relationship with LaBeouf. Apparently, he was out of the home and as she was packing her bags, getting ready to leave, he came in unexpectedly And she goes on to say that he pulled her into an empty bedroom and pinned her onto the bed and he yelled at her for about 15 minutes, placing all of his body weight on top of her. Exhausted and defeated, she ended up giving in to him and agreed to let him stay for the night. The fight had just gone out of me, so I just stayed, she says. So Twigs struggled to escape. It was heartbreaking, obviously, but it's not uncommon Apparently, it takes upwards to seven to ten attempts for an abuse victim to finally leave their abuser, which is an insane statistic to think about. So there are so many variables that can keep a victim tethered to the relationship. So financial insecurity, lack of shelter and resources, pressure to keep one's family together. And of course, there's then the emotional piece. So as Twiggs explains, there was times when LaBeouf made made her life seem magical for two or three days he was present charming and enjoyable but unfortunately it never took long for the movie like romance to morph back into a horror film i need to reiterate as well i am reading all this straight from the article these aren't my words i am i wish i was this coherent and good with my wording but unfortunately i'm not now the day after valentine's day in 2019 or sorry the month after valentine's day 2019 march 2019 is what i'm trying to say unfortunately twigs began experiencing symptoms of a possible std and confronted LaBeouf. the actor confirmed that he suffers from a sexually transmitted disease and he'd never told her about it before Horrified by what she was hearing, she went to the doctor and blood work confirmed that she had the same infectious disease, sexually transmitted disease, of which that LaBeouf also had. So despite attempts at counselling, the singer couldn't get past this final betrayal and she started to gradually distance herself from him and she finally broke it off before her world tour was set to kick off in LA in May 2019. Now, the full outcome of this lawsuit has yet to unfold, but one can see that Hollywood is obviously struggling to deal with the allegations that are lodged against one of its own, being Shia LaBeouf, as he's got a new, highly anticipated film called Pieces of a Woman, and apparently it's getting picked up for quite a lot of awards for awards season. But when the news of the lawsuit broke mere weeks before the movie's premiere on Netflix, the film's future was thrown into doubt, And the director put out a vague message of support saying that these are serious allegations that were hard to read. My heart was full of sorrow and sadness to read these accounts. I believe that all humans should feel like they can come forward and tell their truth. I stand with you. Meanwhile, LaBeouf's name was quietly removed from Netflix's award consideration webpage and publicity materials. So that's quite interesting and funny to hear. So... While significant, these actions also fail to address the culture of abuse that continues to enable behaviours like LaBeouf's. So, of course, it's such an honour for me to be asked to be in a film or a song, Twigs goes on to say, and that filming Honey Boy was an incredible experience, but I ended up being preyed upon, says Twigs. 
At what point does Hollywood stop looking at money and start looking at people's safety, end quote. So given that LaBeouf has dated many of his co-stars, Twigs is concerned about producers, directors and agents that are putting people into vulnerable positions simply to make a profit. So she goes on to say, I was genuinely made to feel that Honey Boy was more important than my physical and emotional well-being. The article starts to wrap up by saying that her own healing is still a work in progress, but coming forward with her story and using her platform to raise awareness about domestic violence is bringing her one step closer. Twigs goes on to say that it's hard to do this publicly, but I want people to know my story. If I can't help people through my experience, it makes my experience 10 times worse. There has to be a point to this, a reason why this happened to me. It's not just about my own personal recovery, end quote. As she talks about the key steps in breaking free from her abusive relationship, finding safe housing, connecting with your community, becoming financially independent, her voice cracks and tears start to gently roll down her face. Again, to quote Twigs, it's very fresh for me, obviously. I know it's not going to be perfect, but I know if I can make little steps and people can see me taking my life back, it will inspire them. I've given LaBeouf back his dysfunction now, I went on my whole Magdalene tour holding that dysfunction. It was with me on stage every time I did an interview on every red carpet. I was not enjoying any of it because I was still holding it. But now I've given it back. Now he gets to hold it and everyone knows what he's done. End quote. Okay, so yeah, that was all quoted from the L article that you can see online. I'm just quickly trying to find who the article was wrote by. So this article was actually wrote by someone called Marjan Carlos. And yeah, it's just, it was just a really harrowing read. And FKA Twigs is just a true inspiration for bringing this all to light. And she definitely has raised awareness. She's probably helped thousands and thousands of people by coming out and addressing the situation that she's been through. Because like what I said earlier, I feel like I wear rose-tinted glasses when it comes to looking at celebrity relationships. You just presume that they're all rosy glory, like like Brad and Angelina. Who would have ever presumed that those two were getting divorced? Like, obviously, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And even though the warning signs were obviously there with LaBeouf, the fact that they've come this much into fruition via this interview and via FKA Twigs' bravery it just really goes to show how strong of a person that she actually is and hats off to her for finding the strength to actually leave. First of all, the fact that she didn't want to make this public, the fact that she wanted to do it all behind closed doors and said, I want these three really reasonable things. Like she could have asked for bigger things from him if she wanted to. They were only small and he still didn't go ahead and do it. He didn't accept what responsibility that he'd put into her course or her side of the course even so yeah just a massive hats off to her she's truly inspirational and she'll have helped thousands of other people in similar situations because of her bravery by coming out with this story so yeah fuck Shia LaBeouf anyway yeah that's the end of this episode sorry it's a little bit doom and gloomy but it's a very serious topic that needs to be taken very seriously um if you've got any suggestions or recommendations with regards to anything you feel like i should be talking about or 
articles I should read or go through or anything like that, please do let me know. But other than that, I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you.